Hi, Miss Young. Good morning, America. Yes, I'm David. I'm Sammy. I'm Emma. Ryan's not here. Yes. Ryan is not here currently. Okay, so Emma is going first. She volunteered to go first. So. <laughs> Pretty sure that was correct. Okay, I have a question for chapter 28. So, on page 210, oh, that's the page I'm on, when the text says that Layla couldn't even manage that, she could hardly move. She could hardly move a muscle, and that was when she found out about Tariq's death. How does this compare to Mammy's reaction to her son's death, and why do you think they're so different? Sorry, I was too busy looking at the page. Can you repeat the question? So, when it, when it's describing, like, Layla couldn't even manage that, she couldn't move a muscle when she found out about Tariq's death, mm -hmm. why, like, how does this compare to Mammy's reaction to her son's death, like, when she found out when that guy showed up at the door, and then why do you think they're so different? Wow. Well, I feel like this is, I feel like this is just, um, People react differently to to problems. Like some people, they they act out very like uh, physically. Some people, they they kind of they just they're just so in shock that like they just can't move. So I feel like I feel like this kind of just shows like how Afghanistan isn't just like someone dies. Oh well, you know it, it, it's fine. We're we're like we're, uh, we're used to it or something. Like that. I think there's a big difference between the two. You know what I mean? Because there's the difference between like. Uh, the two lovers versus like um, <laughs> Emma versus like a mom and a child, especially since the child died in war. Like, there's always that risk when they go off to war, you know what I mean? Uh, the difference between this was because. Uh, I feel like Mammy was not necessarily mentally prepared, but she knew what to expect oh, yeah. versus like, excuse me, uh, Layla, who this wasn't expected at all. This just came as a shock to her and she does not know how to react. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I actually kind of felt like the opposite. I felt like Mammy had more of like like the idea that not her sons were like immortal or invincible, but she saw them as heroes, like people like who really just couldn't die. So then, like that's why I felt like she had such a like, like a strong reaction to their death. And then Layla, at one point, she says like. Um, it was on the previous page. Oh, um, she said, um, it says she'd known the moment she had sat across from this man why he was here, what news he was bringing. So I feel like deep down, like she was kind of expecting that, like after they were separated, like, maybe this would happen. So she didn't have like that immediate like reaction. It was almost like denial for her. I think there's also a part of me that says like the death of Mammy's sons helped her. Not not like you know what I mean. It's not like a good thing that they died, but she realized the importance of like her daughter and like the things that she actually has. Um, and you know, it was hard at first. All grief is hard at first. Um, but there's a difference between like whether it helps her or not. And I feel like with Layla, it, this isn't helping her at all. Like the death of the one person she loved is hurting her, especially with like the baby and everything, you know? So mm -hmm. I see. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's like similar to like when like when you were like to take an ice bath. Well, when you go in, you're kind of anticipating it. So when you go in, you kind of like scream and like you have like a very like like crazy reaction. But like if you're not anticipating the water to be cold and you're gonna fall in, you just go into shock. So I feel like this is like kind of like a similar like reaction that's happening to this. And I guess just shows like just how human these people are, and like they're not just like robots. They're not just like 
they're, they're people that we see every day and it, it, we have to understand that like when you see a Muslim woman or a man, they're just like us, I guess. Um, sorry, can you guys, do you remember what chapter Sammy uh, finds out that the son's died? Um, are you looking like for her reaction? Yeah. Because on page 210 it says Layla remembered how Mammy had dropped to the ground, how she had screamed, torn it. Oh, that's right. My bad. <laughs> I want to find that exact place, though. Because I do want to see both, like, the context of it, too. Okay, right, let's pause real quick. Okay, so we're back. We, we found, found the um, it's then Babby's face went white and getting whiter. He was looking at his hands, and Mammy was screaming, screaming, and tearing at her hair. So I want to compare this reaction to uh, the reaction that Layla had. Um, so it doesn't show much description of what's happening on the outside with Layla uh, versus with Mammy. It shows her like physical reaction to what's going on. Versus, I think, Layla, they really went into, like, what's going on in her brain mentally. And I feel like that's significant. She may have been doing something physically, but I feel like the author chose to uh, look closer at what she was feeling. Because, you know, plot-wise, the death, focusing more on the death of Mammy's, okay, hold on, the reaction of the death from Mammy's perspective, showing her physical reaction would be better. I really like that they showed uh, Layla's mental reaction because I feel like that really showed what was going on with her at that moment. And I do like that they reminded us how Mammy reacted because then it's kind of comparing the two. Do you think? Yeah, and like the way they describe her mental reaction, like she's talking about how like her, like her mind is just like going like out the window like somewhere else. Like I can almost imagine what she would look like, like just like blank stare, like completely in shock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right, should we move on to yeah, the next question? Yeah, we should move question? on to the next question. Okay, so here's my question. It's on page 216. So, Wait, hold on. Can I still yeah. flip there? <laughs> or else I'm not going to be able to pay attention. 216? Yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead. Okay, so when the quote says, These days, times being what they are, a woman needs a husband. Haven't you noticed all the widows sleeping on the streets? They would kill for this chance. In fact, this is... Well, I'd say this is downright charitable of me. Um, so what is this? Yeah, what is this? What does it say about like Afghanistan society and why women like in quotes need a husband? Well, I feel like at this point, Rashid is kind of talking about like how because like over this war going on, women just can't be alone on the streets. It's like it's dangerous for them, even though it would be dangerous for him too. But since she's a woman, she can't go out on the street by herself. And then just in general, I feel like Rashid is like obviously been more traditional throughout the whole book. So it's like this idea of like a woman needs a husband like that's her purpose in life mm -hmm. yeah. it's just like continuing on and then with the war going on he's also kind of using that to justify like the whole thing like mm -hmm. i'm charitable because i'm yeah. letting her marry me yeah. okay wait sorry i might need to pause again because it like immediately when you asked that question i it brought me back to this one quote okay and i'm looking for it right now we'll be back all right we found the quote yeah we're back um, <laughs> so on page 114 um it's says um, marriage can wait, education cannot. And this is what Fabi's saying. Um, you're a very, very bright girl. You truly are. Um, so there's a part where it says, 
Because society has no chance of success if its women are uneducated, Lila. No chance. I think that's such a big contrast between what Rashid is telling her versus what Babby's telling her. And I feel like it's so weird that she never paid attention to that. Like, she never thought of that while Rashid was literally telling her this. Because though they're not necessarily talking about education at this point, he is kind of implying, uh, Rashid that is, he's implying that um, she would need to be married to be successful rather than she would need to be educated to be successful. And I feel like those are two such like polar opposite things. Do you guys want to add on on that? Yeah, so I feel like, I feel like, I feel like this quote for me was like the most clear evidence that uh, that shows a single story that Afghan in Afghanistan women are just are simply just there to have babies and just take care of babies and raise another generation. I feel like I feel like this this quote really really shows it. So yeah. I find it so strange that the thing Babby said to her didn't really resonate with her at this moment. I don't think that it didn't really resonate with her. It's just like at this point, I'm pretty sure she knows she's pregnant. They like they just haven't said anything about it. So I think the reason that she accepted the marriage is because she knew it would be easier if she could say that it was Rashid's baby and that she was his wife. Like I don't think she wanted to. And I think if she knew like deep down, like there was a quote later on um, where she said uh, Layla, Layla already saw the sacrifices the mother had to make so I feel like she kind of sees like marrying Rashid as a sacrifice yeah. rather than just like yeah. okay I should listen to him because he says women should be married I didn't think of it that way Yeah, I, I guess it is kind of like a big sacrifice for her to make uh, even though it might make her miserable or something or so, like even yeah. marry him like is that like what like all Afghanistan women have to like endure as like they said in the beginning like they just have to they just have to suffer through a horrible life but and their only their only bliss is their children yeah. essentially but I feel like her making the sacrifice gives her uh, daughter like um, um, a better chance at living a happier life because especially since this is still like the war is over but they're still in war times you know it's like the time before and around that's still tense between the war and uh, having her daughter uh, live in a much safer place I feel like you know she's making a sacrifice for the better of someone else rather than for herself and I feel like that's the same thing that maybe did to her. Yeah, also something, something else something else I'd like to add is like the the next line it says in 260 it says he smiled the way I see it I deserve a medal. So this really showed me that like Rashid he sees he sees this as like a joke. He, he doesn't really take this seriously. So this also shows how men in society they they're just so used to everything being given to them like wife like a wife being given to them food being given to them like children taken care of like all literally all they do is just work and drink and they, they don't really see <laughs> they really don't see like the, the hardships that like women have to go through and like it's really evident the differences in gender just in the, this one this one excerpt because like it shows how women like they just they need a husband so they can you know fulfill fulfill their the role in like life and then the next line it just shows how how much of a joke this is to just men i feel like he almost like like doesn't like like fully understand 
that like he almost makes it sound like it isn't really something that he wants to do. It's just like yeah. just so that I can help the girl out. I'm helping you, okay? Like, <laughs> and it's, I feel like she knows this. It's so clear to her that like she knows that he's manipulating her, but like yet she cannot do anything because she she has no power in like a family yeah. like this. All right. That's a good point. I think we, we made some progress. I think we should move on, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Next quote. Go back. Hello. All right. We're going to read our question for 31. 30. 30. Just kidding. 30. Um, oh, okay. So <laughs> when, when the chapter, when it says in uh, page 219, when it says, she knew what she was doing was dishonorable, dishonorable, disingenuous, and shameful, and spectacularly unfair to Miriam. But even though the baby inside her was no bigger than a mulberry, Layla already saw the sacrifices a mother had to make. Virtue was only the first. So what does this say about Afghanistan, uh, Afghan women and how they have to just endure in order to get by in life? I feel like endure is a harsh I feel like I would use sacrifice, just like the last question we talked about, because it's, I don't even know if it's necessarily like just the women or if it's the surroundings themselves, because it's a very tense time. And Miriam knows she has, Lila knows she has to make sacrifices uh, for like her child or family and everything. And I think she has to endure things, but also like a lot of the men and mothers and fathers and everyone has to make sacrifices. Yeah, sorry. Like, I don't know if we can say that, like, all Afghan women have to get like, uh-huh. like, I feel like her situation is kind of unique. I don't think that every Afghan yeah, woman because, like, yeah. is pregnant with someone yeah. else's baby and then has to hide it by marrying, like, a really old man. Yeah. But, like, kind of going off of, like, what Sammy said, like, it's wartime. Like, right now, everyone's kind of struggling. So. So, yeah. I feel, do you feel like the author at this point, he's kind of just building up the single story that everybody has? Like, he's kind of just, he's kind of doing what Times Media is doing. He, he's, he's bringing, like, these single stories without, like, context. Like, this is a family that, like, the ch- I feel like the, ch- the chances of this ever happening in, like, an actual family is very low. But what the book makes me want to believe is that, like, every Afghanistan family is just, like, like mother, like, mother, all the whole family died. And, like, it's, it's just all crazy. Well, I feel like the author is, is Afghanistan, if I'm not. Afghanistan. Afghan. Afghan. Afghan if, <laughs> if I'm not oh, incorrect, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he knows, uh, like, the struggles Afghan people go through. But I also feel as though he doesn't understand that a lot of uh, Western people may take it the wrong way. Yeah. Like, and I feel like a lot of this book is victimizing women. But then I remember a lot of the male characters, like Abby and Tariq. Like, those are two people who, like, never did anything wrong. But I feel like because of our own biases we don't we gloss over them and then we end up just looking at look at all these poor women who are defenseless and look at these horrible horrible men like Rashid um, that are like unforgivable and stuff so a lot of our a lot of it is us that's kind of like forgetting about and just making 
like uh, oh, what's that? Like opinions based off past facts that we don't even know for sure. You know, mm-hmm. I agree with you because I feel like in our whole class discussions, the problem that we keep running into is like someone will ask a question about like. Like the entire Afghan society, and then someone else found like, well, we can't answer that question because yeah. we don't know that that's true for everyone. We're seeing two stories, and I don't like. I don't think it was the author's intention to be like, oh, this is the only thing that's happening yeah. in Afghanistan. But like, like you were saying, like I don't. I think he kind of failed to recognize that. Like people might take it the wrong way, especially people who don't know yeah. the truth like he does. I yeah. like the thing. Um, I think it's the same for like people outside of our culture who are reading Western books. Uh, like my family in Brazil, uh, they'll be like asking me all these questions, and I'm like, that's not true at all. Like they'll be like, oh, is are you in? I don't know, what's homecoming like? Because there's no homecoming in Brazil. Or like, what's this? What's this? And it's just like such a big culture gap, you know? And I don't want to distract too much from what we're talking about. But I feel like it's just, it's vice versa. You know what I mean? So do you think the author's goal was to bring pity to the readers? Or it was his goal to expose a complete story? Because I feel like he's kind of failing to expose... He's kind of failing to expose. Oh, he's, he's failing to expose like a complete story. I feel like he's more just trying to bring pity. I feel like his intention was to spread awareness of. Uh, I, I feel like this is the past of Afghanistan. We're not really, we're still not really sure about the future because you know we haven't read about it. And like it. Well, at least for me, I don't want to make generalizations of all three of us. But um, his, I feel that his intentions were to inform us about the past of Afghanistan and how hard those times were, and to do it through fiction. But it, I feel that it ended up being um, counterintuitive because now we're creating even more of a single story about Afghanistan. Yeah, I feel like, sorry, there's like one quote that I like really stuck out. I cannot find it, but it was like, it's a like, what does America care about Afghanistan now? Like the, Soviet, the Soviets are gone. So I feel like that, that really shows like a kind of a main idea of like kind of, of why he's making this. Mm-hmm. Like. He's trying to he's trying to show that like people have to care for this like Afghanistan in Afghanistan people are dying yeah. and like although like he's trying to complete make a complete story about like Afghanistan people he he kind of just he, at the same time he has to show how Afghanistan people are suffering like, are suffering in like these times yeah that's a good point all right we've been talking about this for six minutes yeah. <laughs> okay so is that it yeah okay well. Bye. No, we have one more quote for the last part. Oh my gosh. In the biography in the back, it says that he like supports the United Nations Refugee Agency and like um, works for a nonprofit humanitarian assistance to the people of Afghanistan. So when you guys were saying like his his goal was to spread awareness, I think yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, that, that was my yeah. Yeah. thank you, Em. That, that, that's, that's, that's actually a really, really good point. point. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, now let's move okay, on. Now, now it's okay. Bye. Okay. On page two thirty-two, it says she wouldn't have to watch the surprise in her eyes or the pity of the glee at how far she had fallen and how her lofty aspiration 
excuse me, at how her lofty aspirations have been <laughs> dashed. Um, what does this say about Lila's true options and, and on her society's norms? Options? Yeah, did I say something else? No, you said options. Oh, oh my God. Opinion. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, so... I don't really. Okay, so um, I feel like uh, I kind of I kind of fell off at like one point. So here, um, <laughs> it's been a long morning. Okay, yeah. So I feel like in in her life, she all she's all she can live with is just like how how her because like with her her future seemed so bright in the beginning like she was getting an education she had bobby she had uh her mom and like her, her life seemed really good Tariq as well and i feel like just all of a sudden just in this one like almost like almost like i feel like it's under a span of like a year just everything just absolutely just, just like blew up in her face. It's kind of like the butterfly effect. You know, yeah. like if a butterfly flaps its wings in like uh, Wisconsin uh -huh. causes a hurricane in Florida. You know, it's just like your life can change in an instant. Like I've been watching a lot of Oprah lately. Um, and like a lot of what she talks about is just like how life can change like that. Like everything is fine one moment and just one little thing can change everything and i feel like that's what's going on right now and it's just a matter of your mental um state of how you deal with that is depend shows how you can adjust with it you know and i feel like that's really happening with Lila right now you know I, I just I remember reading that and like I found it really interesting that like that she found comfort in the burko because like she almost felt embarrassed that she wouldn't live up to like the, the like all those like plans that she had for the future and I feel like it really showed how she had, not like disapproved but like for her like for herself like she really like did not want that life mm -hmm. i feel i feel like in this quote it kind of shows how <laughs> how afghanistan like they, they were they were they were actually going pretty well like they wanted education they wanted like all like what we see as like the western life or like the normal life in, in quotes but then how the war absolutely just demolished all of those dreams and aspirations so i feel like this kind of shows a complete story that like afghanistan used to be this place where people would like try to achieve their dreams like they would try to get an education and they would try to have like like what we say is like a normal life but then just all of a sudden that just the war just just blew blew all of that up in their face. Yeah, it's like, <coughs> and I feel like that changed even for today. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of those tensions, I feel, are still sticking yeah. around, especially with like the whole um, Iraq thing going yeah. on right now, uh, which I feel doesn't necessarily apply to this book, but like um, it has a little bit of similarity between mm -hmm. because there's still a lot of tensions right now between the u.s and uh, the middle east right now um and creating all these biases mm -hmm. so uh, anyway back to lila's opinions on her own society um i feel like she does appreciate a lot of her values and she still believes in a lot of her values but she knows that um, there's always like there's something wrong, you know. That's what the kind of vibes I'm getting from her. Like she's 
not she's not living as her true self because somebody's stopping her you know and I feel like it's up to us to find what that something something is I feel like when I read this quote I kind of had to like change my viewpoint on how I read this because initially when I read it I was just like this just shows a single story that like all women they're gonna like they're like wow like all the, all their future is just dead but then when I kind of switch like when I kind of switched my like viewpoint on it I kind of saw that it kind of completes the uh, it kind of makes a complete story because it shows how the war how the war played such a huge effect on on the society of Afghanistan like it used to be it used to be going up like or what we see it's like making progress but then like gosh like now that I'm thinking about it like I just see how like how much in like implicit bias I have right now and, like it's hard it's hard to understand where my western point kind of cuts in and it's just like like it's kind of like I'm, I'm not sure if I'm not sure I'm not sure if like they they think similar to like how I think that like I kind of struggled with that too because yeah. like as I was reading it like when she first accepted like Rashid's proposal I was like thinking about how he made Miriam for the wear the burqa and I was like you should make that like Lila do that and then there's gonna be this whole thing about how Lila doesn't want to do it because she doesn't want to be oppressed and then when she kind of accepted it and almost liked it I was like kind of taken aback a little bit like in like. I feel like that's where, like, my implicit bias went yeah. in. Like, she's going to feel impressed. Mm-hmm. She really, she finds comfort in it. Emma, I know you've seen them. Uh, but, like, I have gone on countless just rants about my own implicit biases. And I feel like a lot of the time, it's just unconscious. You know? Uh, you've heard all of this. But David, you have. So, um, it's just, like... My not my functioning conscious brain is like no, I believe this. I believe this thing about this one person because of what I heard. But there's just like that always like ringing in the back of my head that's like no, you believe this. This is what you believe because of my all my implicit biases. Whether it's like my sister, my mom, the media like things I've learned in school there's always that bias that's going to be there and there's nothing I can change about it because I'm not thinking that it's just like the little parasite in my brain that's just like yeah you know <laughs> like I didn't even recognize that like that was like I was experiencing like the, like, the influence of my implicit bias until David literally was like my implicit bias and I was like oh <laughs> all right we gotta cut off we got yeah. two minutes left in class okay thank you this is a really good conversation I had a lot of fun thank you for listening bye